When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. George Fareed for episode 739 and your book, which came out, I believe, in January and is now on Audible, which makes my heart smile because I love Audible. Overcoming the COVID Darkness by you and Dr. Brian Tyson about really y'all's, I wouldn't even say miracle. It's miracle because the, the treatment we've been using has been so horrific, but not miraculous because you guys showed it really was just basic medicine in your ability to cure over 7,000 patients. And some of the numbers you were rattling off was, you know, like Dr. Zelenko had like two patients that died out of his entire group. And, you know, the only time someone would ever continue to get sick when using your protocol would be because a pharmacist uh, left out one of the medications. And it'd be like cooking something and wondering why it's gross and realizing you forgot salt or something. There was no fault of, uh, of, y'all's, of y'all's COVID cocktail. And for everybody mm-hmm. listening, as always, the uh, link to the description or in the description, the link to the book will be in there. The audiobook's only about five hours. I listen at 2x speed anyway, so I, I knocked it out before a workout. And um, as always, your Twitter will be in the description as well. But Dr. Freed, could you maybe kind of go into the book and its importance and anything that I maybe am glossing over? Well, no, I think you've adequately uh, presented it. It's a... <clears throat> a um, chronology of um, our sojourn, uh, uh, my collaboration with Brian Tyson, the physician who established the All Valley Urgent Care Clinic in the Imperial Valley and that uh, provided from that program at that urgent care that uh, I participated in, the model for fever clinics. It should have been going on all over the United States and for that matter, recommended around the world where uh, patients are brought in and test and examined, screened effectively, <clears throat> and given the uh, proper medication uh, that they needed to uh, suppress the replication of COVID-19 in the early period of time between three and five, or perhaps as late as eight days, the onset of the infection, such that they would be protected from going to the hospital being hospitalized, being uh, put on ventilators if they deteriorated with the COVID-19 pneumonia. And uh, it, it provides the, uh, all the information on how we accomplish that for now over 10,000 patients with um, in, in zero deaths and the patients treated within the first three to five days with the full protocol. And our protocol was... Uh, geared based upon the work from Zelenko in New York and Raoult in in France and uh, other studies that had carried out showing hydroxychloroquine was a a very effective antiviral. Uh, And it's one now of of a number of agents that are uh, repurposed medications that have been around and tried and true and very safe. Um, But 
uh, when I'm I'm be going I'll be going to Paris or participating in the next international COVID summit at the end of this month and the beginning of April, and my whole message there is the uh, the mass casualties that we experienced in the United States were almost completely avoidable. It's just uh, sickening. I'm a doctor who's been in practice for over 50 years. I graduated from Harvard in 1970, and I never dreamed that 52 years later or 50 years later, I'd be um, having to to condemn uh, the agencies that um, had ulterior motives and very bad um, uh, decisions uh, uh, being made for uh, the purpose of pushing forward a, a vaccine or a gene therapy, basically, for uh, the masses of the United States and around the world <clears throat> that um, proves not to be effective, not to be blocking and to promote variants. And so uh, the, these agencies and the Dr. Fauci and many of the um, governmental officials uh, Janet Woodcock and um, Rick Bright and uh, and then academicians that were bought off too that had conflicts of interest um, like Mandy, Mandy Mayra at Harvard uh, did everything they could to undermine hydroxychloroquine. And uh, what I'll be presenting is um, uh, the story of uh, what uh, we fought against when, when we were getting, you know, such great results uh, and uh, helping so many, but seeing the vast uh, majority uh, not getting early treatment. And among those were patients and individuals that would require uh, mechanical ventilation and end up dying, or at least uh, having agonizing recovery periods with um, long-term issues that they had to, they have to contend with. In, in any case, it's a, uh, <clears throat> the, the, I'm, uh, there's tremendous evidence uh, that was there at that time, March, April, May. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That um, provided um, a rationale for using hydroxychloroquine in a in a cocktail protocol with zinc and vitamin D and either azithromycin or doxycycline. Uh, we chose to use a higher dose of hydroxychloroquine than Dr. Zelenko or Dr. perhaps more in line with Dr. Raul. And it may be because of that than because of um, the way we we implemented it in our patients that we've had such a great result. Uh, but now other groups are have similar results and uh, we, we had these results and, and we present in the book the, the statistical information on patients treated in the first year when no monoclonals were available. And uh, in the group that just got the HCQ, they did ex- extremely well. 
And then we added in ivermectin when it uh, data showed quite significant benefits and antiviral action to as a combined treatment with HCQ and ivermectin and uh, using uh, 15 to 18 or 21 milligrams daily of ivermectin through three to five days. Uh, and that was uh, very well tolerated and allowed for a combination therapy, much like we use with uh, HIV to treat HIV with multiple medications uh, that are antiviral to synergistically ensure suppression of multiplication. But in any case, so it's a, uh, the information is known. I'm not going to be telling anything new. And I'm, I'm, it may be that I should just be more um, describing my own personal story of disillusionment with the government and with Fauci and with bad people that uh, accepted collateral damage that we, Brian Tyson and I, could never accept uh, if, in return for pushing a uh, a faulty approach of the, the gene therapy treatments with these um, mRNA and DNA uh, virus vaccines that uh, only do one thing, and that's um, promote the variants, the, the highly mutable viruses like COVID-19 continue to mutate, and they actually mutate against the monoclonal antibodies so that... Um, they're the 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 agents that we use are agnostics. They're they're affecting host cell mm-hmm. processes that inhibit the virus, and they the virus can't mutate against them. Yeah, to become resistant. But they there are monoclonal uh, mutants now that are uh, potentially uh, a concern uh, to make those less effective. However, we did and do recommend appropriate monoclonal infusion in addition to the oral medications for most effective treatment. But I, it, it's interesting. I oversee a nursing home and medical director there and dealt with their initial outbreak in June of 2020 when around the world, around the country, the nursing home patients were the most uh, vulnerable and the most likely to succumb to COVID-19. We employed our protocol then with HCQ and by uh, doxycycline zinc and vitamin D and then budesonide inhalation. And and 95% of our patients in that outbreak recovered uh, fully. And then uh, recently the Omicron hit the same nursing home that I'm director of. We had no way of preventing that. We tried our best, but that that just uh, is so contagious. And 60 or more patients were uh, infected. And we put them on our combined treatment, IBM, uh, HCQ. And we repeatedly requested monoclonal infusions for these vulnerable patients. The pharmacies that were providing refused to do that, provide it. So they all came through 61 out of 61 with just the oral regimen and 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 uh, and supplemental treatments that were needed, uh, but um, it just goes to show the um, the you'd you'd expect the most vulnerable people to be the ones that would be high priority for getting a monoclonal antibody, and and that completely let us down. And but but they all did very well. The Omicron wasn't as hard to treat as Delta or Alpha or Beta or the earlier. Uh, variants of COVID-19. 
it's so criminal the withholding of medications by i mean amongst others by doctors but by pharmacists as well and pharmacies um yeah I, it's uh, i'm not sure what you know, the, 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 these monoclonals are paid for by the government and the the fact that they wouldn't it, dispense them for infusion in the nursing home really shocked me but in any case that we dealt with it and everything worked out fine it's it's all evil the suppression of all of that is evil and it's not to make one of them sound more uh admissible but mm-hmm. i suppose it's almost like a war it's like if we go here we're going to lose a thousand troops if we go here we're going to lose two thousand it's world yeah. war Two. you're fighting hitler those suck you're going to take the one with less it's bad it was, that- it's the, the biggest uh uh, crime was their conscious suppression of the the right yes. medicine that was there at the beginning HCQ, and that the, these people who undermined it knew that it worked, but they they had ulterior motives, and many were very conflicted, or or really uh, uh, the pharmaceutical industries uh, that back you know, for these products were uh, exerting so much pressure they couldn't uh, uh, change, and that, that it's. It's collateral damage that they need to be held accountable for. Yeah. And uh, the then IVM got the same undermining, but it was later on when it and its results uh, promotion was uh, later than HCQ, and because of that, the vaccine uh, had been saturated in many areas already, so they didn't have as much to lose. I would say, except for Merck, which. Um, had its mononucleopiravir, which is um, a somewhat dangerous uh, antiviral that we don't use very much, that they're trying to get uh, pre- clear, um, full approval from the FDA for. It's, um, yeah, it's the suppression of the ivermectin hydroxychloroquine. Like, that's bad in its own right. It's just, it's another level of, of bad that the things that they were pushing, like monoclonal antibodies and vaccines, they then took one of those and you can't have this one either. And it's, it's just an absolute perversion of medicine in the truest sense of the word. And especially, and I've brought this up before as have many others, but you guys pointed out in your book, well, not everyone has the time to dive into all of this. If you're raising a family and got some little kids running around and you got to go put gas in the car and change a diaper and the wife's pregnant and you're worried about your job and working from home and you don't know what's going on. And if you say anything, otherwise you get criticized and banned from social media. And then a guy in a white coat comes on TV and says, take this, it'll be better. You're going to trust them. It's, it's the trust in the institution that that's why they existed, right? Is you have these high and noble laws of the land that allow you and me, you're a physician, I'm a podcaster. You and I don't get on a plane and start pestering the pilot about has he checked the turbines. We trust them, right? There's a certain level of trust. And that yes. trust has been completely violated, utterly violated and vanquished. Right, right. In, in any case, it will be interesting, this uh, meeting, uh, event in, in Paris, where Didi Rao will be participating in the group in Marseille, will be contributing, and, and then there'll be presentations from the top people from around the world to uh, uh, provide insights into where things stand and what went wrong, basically. And my what I present from our book is really... What, what did succeed and should have been made available widely 
and still will help when new surges take place. It's interesting in China, there's a big surge of Delta and Omicron. Uh, and I would think they're using hydroxychloroquine in, as a regimen for treatment, but I, I don't know the details of what they're uh, employing there. But we may see again another outbreak in in uh, as time goes by because the, the, the variants now are becoming endemic. Yeah. And um, yeah, for future listeners, today's Monday, March 14th, 2022. I know that uh, saw last evening that China's like emergency constructing a 6,000 bed hospital uh, right outside, I think, Shenzhen. And they're halting all business, including the Foxconn factories, which produce iPhones, because they're claiming that there's a huge wave of COVID ripping through all of them. Um, yet... And it's kind of the the important question, and you guys brought it up in the book, and I love how you guys say, you know, in December 2019, China released COVID, <laughs> and uh, but you go into it, and you have a you have a note towards the end of the book talking about Fauci, and uh, perhaps he was too busy being concerned with the fact that this was possibly man made and bioengineered, and I think that is that's kind of the asterisk at the end of the movie that I don't think can be ignored. It's everything that's gone on is criminal in itself. It can't just, we can't just put a bow on it and say that was bad. The end, as you pointed out with doctors and scurvy, as you pointed out with the opioid epidemic, thalidomide, uh, lucky strike cigarettes, time and time again, big corporations have, have slaughtered the health of untold thousands and millions for the end goal of profit. And, I think now we saw it on the biggest scale with what over 800,000 deaths and you guys are showing that you can cure with a hundred percent success rate. And if it can be shown and you'd have to have evidence, I have no idea how you get that. I'm not a prosecutor. I'm not in the NSA. I don't know. But if, if evidence arises that they knew what they were doing, malfeasance is one thing. Malicious intent is another. I mean, and I know I'm a, a broken record and I've said it a million times, there has to be a trial. There has to be a trial or none of this means anything. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. <clears throat> and so uh, that's, uh, we just keep fighting for the truth and for uh, what's good for people. And, and, and we can't accept what they did, what they inflicted. And we, the, the fact that they brought it down to make it so onerous for people like me and Brian to do the right thing and for the sad uh, sadness for all of the people that are uh, not that, that deteriorated and uh, died and or had long-term problems after COVID-19 is um, it's just uh, unacceptable and we um, I hope that comes out of our Paris uh, COVID summit. Yeah. Um, one thing you did mention about uh, you guys keeping records for everything. And how do you think that will help in the future at the very least of, of, uh, of, of proving the, the need for a trial or a case? You guys kept records and you guys were attacked for doing what you did, correct? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And largely because the, 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 the medical system and, and, and healthcare services follow the the guidelines of the CDC and the FDA. 
and NIH, and they uh, that's the, and they once they start once they moved in that direction, they were committed to attack people that didn't do that, do what they were doing, which was nothing. Yeah, and and just to, um, do it, allowing the people to enter the hospitals and suffer unnecessarily. What do you think about uh, Albert Burla coming out yesterday and saying a fourth booster is needed to fight Omicron? Yeah, it's terrible, absolutely re- unnecessary, inappropriate. It's the the <clears throat> these these is alpha variant or the original spike protein is not a part of Omicron, and it's not able to prevent the infection. And it, it, what they're trying to do is sell the vaccine. It's not a um, anything that I would ever recommend. Do you think that? Sorry, go on. No, I, I would just say that <clears throat> it's a. Uh, it doesn't agree with science. Now, the science is that we have um, um, v- variants that are that are resistant don't um, aren't neutralized by the antibodies created to the original spike protein and the uh, for that matter as you do more and more boosting you're going to get facilitating antibodies that will actually enhance the infection they'll do the opposite of what you wanted to have accomplished so it's just it's um, it's it's very uh, um, erroneous and uh, not and and uh, detrimental for that to be recommended did you guys ever get a response from fauci from the emails you guys no. sent them no 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 we never did we got a response from francis collins but that required going through the senate to submit a uh, our, our questions to the nih and his his responses were absurd totally absurd they're just documenting the trials they have been uh, proposed or underway and not nothing of really 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 just uh, indicating that they're standing by the uh, these faulty studies that suggested that HCQ did not work mm. as an antiviral and they are in clinical application. Do you think that overall, though, and I know I've got you for for five more minutes, six more minutes. Do you think overall, though, there was a positive side to any of this? You talked about how it completely shattered your illusions and faith in these institutions. But couldn't you argue that's a a good thing because they clearly were like this and what COVID did was pull the mask off? I don't don't believe that this all emerged, this, this incestuous relationship. I don't believe it emerged in 2020. I think 2020 caused the mask to fall off. Well, I, I yeah, in a sense, that is good. I, I agree with you, and I, I agree that that was that's been going on in other areas uh, for uh, decades, and that uh, we, if we can't address this egregious uh, uh, misappropriate, I mean, misaction, uh, mistakes, and. Um, cruelty uh, at this time uh, we it'll be tragic absolutely tragic 
for you and Dr. Tyson, I mean, I, it's kind of like, a, right, it's kind of like a meme, right? Putin killed COVID. No, COVID's gone. Now it's just Putin in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. As a practicing physician, you're literally at your office right now. Is COVID in any way gone? In any meaningful well, way? I, I think it is. It, it's not completely gone, by certainly, but it's definitely uh, uh, declined uh, to the point where we're not at all uh, contending with it uh, each, every uh, one hour after another. It's just a um, there few cases that are become, um, that are that are being reported or identified, <clears throat> and we're putting them on our treatment protocol with good results. So, fortunately, I hope it stays like that. Have you and Doctor, or you and or Doctor Tyson, have you guys put any thought about whether it's teaching, whether it's an unofficial lecture? Or, or whatever, a textbook. Have you guys thought about putting together a, a program or a lesson for uh, medical students or residents about how to avoid what, because like you said, it, this, this shattered your illusions, which implies that you did believe in these institutions up until a couple of years ago. And, you know, you're an experienced physician. You're not, you're not a, a bright eyed, innocent, you know, fresh out of medical school guy. You've been practicing for a couple of decades. Have you and Dr. Tyson thought about how to how to teach just anything for like, you know, it'd be like a one credit hour you have to take. But it's like this is what can happen. This is like the political corporate involvement with medicine that you don't it's not biology. You're not learning about cell membranes, but here's what can happen. And it can kill far more people than any virus can. I, I know, Tommy, that's a terrific uh, recommendation. I, I, I think that we will put a. Um, our, our efforts in in developing that perhaps is a follow up book to our present one. <clears throat> so I, I yeah I, no we hadn't been thinking in those terms other than what I'm to sure. planning to uh, present at the COVID summit in Paris and what others will be uh, presenting then and and in the months and years to follow. Yeah. However, I think uh, we try to get our. Uh, uh, the the critical f- points in our book uh, for the benefit of, of medical students and people in the medical field uh, that haven't been uh, dealing on the front line with COVID-19. Yeah, for me, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, uh, the easiest analogy would be someone like Eisenhower, right? The, the, the logistician, the mastermind, five-star general, supreme allied commander who headed over the largest amphibious invasion in the history of man, like who then rose to become president, set up the, and then after World War II, set up the nuclear bunker system to protect us from a future war. So he won the big war and then he started protecting us from the future wars. And then towards the very end of his, of his reign, he in a way was still acting as a general and that he was protecting his people. So what speech did he give on January 17th, 1960? Beware the influence of the military-industrial complex. And if you view it from just military, you'd go, this isn't a gun, this isn't a tank, this isn't a ship, this isn't a nuclear weapon. All things that escalate as he rose through the ranks. He's in charge of 10 men, 10 million men, upwards and upwards. But his final move as, I believe, a military leader, because he was POTUS, 
was beware the military industrial complex. And although there was no weapons in his speech, although he wasn't talking about what he was, he was protecting his people, the American people, against harm. Harm doesn't just come from bombs and from Nazis. Harm also comes from corporations at home. Uh, he would say that every fighter jet is robbing 100 kids of education. Every modern bomber is robbing us of 5,000 new brick schoolhouses. So it's at first glance, it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with, with war. But in reality, it is the it is his finest hour. And to me, that's kind of like what I believe you guys should do. There's you can teach him how to be a good doctor. You got to teach him, you know, bedside manner or yeah, uh, bedside manner. You got to be able to talk to him. You got to make sure, you know, the ethics of prescribing the right thing, the ethics of, you know, not belittling anybody, of taking everyone in. You know, you have to treat the saints and the sinners. And that's all, you know, disinfecting and the proper techniques so you don't get anybody sick. But I think if we're looking like Eisenhower looked at protecting his people, whether it's war or giving a speech, I think that it would actually be the apex of the Hippocratic Oath. If you guys said worse than, you know, you're a doctor, you can be the worst doctor in the world and you could botch 100 surgeries and you kill 100 people. That's nowhere near 800,000 dead from COVID. So I feel like that would be the thing you learn at the very end is has nothing to do with biology or ribosomes or or ganglia. It would be beware what can happen with the in- that's what we get. Yeah. What, are, what should be the objective of a um, <clears throat> education? Yeah. Uh, upon all this, I I know we'll be focusing on that. I know Brian, who's going to be who's running for Congress, mm-hmm. will. Do- use the government if he gets elected, which I will uh, to accomplish this. And there's a Dr. Richard Fox. Do you know him? I do not. In Northern California. I'll send you information on him. You may want to interview him. I'll make a note of that right now. A lawyer and a doctor who treated uh, COVID-19 and is running in Northern California uh, race against a person who's a big supporter of Fauci who needs to be um, defeated. But uh, I'd like actually, you'll find him very interesting. I'll send you information on him. Please do. Richard I'd, love I'd love to get him on. But Great. Tommy, I've got to go. I, I know you do. I've kept you two minutes over. No, 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 not at all. Great to meet with you today as always. And then uh, I'll give you a recap of Paris once um, okay. that's completed in early April, if you'd like. Oh, please do. I'll make a note of that right now to, to do you know what day you'll be back? I'll be back on the 3rd of April. All right. Well, I will put it in my I will mm-hmm. put it in my calendar to give you a call on the 4th of April. Call okay. call Dr. Freed Paris. Thank you so yeah. much Dr. Freed. Um, okay. I'll send you the ep- yep. I'll send you the episode when it's up. Everybody the book will be in the description. Please go follow Dr. Freed on Twitter and Dr. Freed as always always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Tommy. Right. Take care. You as well. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Recording stopped.